Time with, with mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have switched up our location for recording, so hopefully it's not too echoey. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, um, so today we're talking about friendships. Exactly. Um, but before we get into the actual topic, we want to do. A little thank you for everybody to listen. Yes, absolutely. To the last episode, we got um, just about 200 listeners in a week, which is amazing. incredible. Absolutely amazing. Um, so we're kind of on a high about that right now. So we kind of wanted to talk about the statistics of that last episode just because we've been really we involved in it. We were like so. hoping for like... 10 listeners no literally we were <laughs> kind of shocked about it so we're really excited about it, so we kind of thought it would be fun to go over those so i'm gonna kind of jump into that but we really just wanted to give an overall thank you for everybody that listened to that last episode absolutely um so to kind of go over that last episode yeah we got 201 all-time plays <laughs> um and then 99% of our listeners are in the U.S., <laughs> um, but we also have less than 1% in Canada, Austria, and India. Nice. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then most of our listeners are listening on Apple Podcasts um, at 55%. 32% are listening on Spotify, 8% on Facebook, and then 2% on the web or the other <clears throat> And then 91% of our listeners are female. All right. We have 8% are male and 2% are non-binary. All right. Um, 46% of our listeners are between the ages of 18 to 22. 22% of our listeners are 23 to 27. Come on, keep going. And then 18% are 45 to 59. There we go. <laughs> so that's kind of just an overall nice gist of our that's our awesome listener base which is so cool to see yeah and we 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 read all the comments <laughs> and there's a few that we want to mention just to say thank you again which mm-hmm. we really really touching um one of mine was um she said oh my god it was so nice to hear your voice really <laughs> cool idea i thought that that like really touched me because you know i don't my voice i guess all right we haven't <laughs> seen each other in a long time so it was nice to see the other one said i loved it the best part was your open hearts. Aww. So Yeah, that was really nice. And then from my um, my my friend Mike, who's up, you know, he's my pain in the butt. But I love him. <laughs> and of course, you said your daughter was excellent. So. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my favorites that I had gotten personally um, was from one of our family friends. I call her Dee Dee. Um, mm-hmm. She had texted both of us personally and let us know that. She kind of felt like she was listening to us where we were all talking at our kitchen table, which is totally our goal of this podcast, because that's something that we do with friends, family, everyone. And I know personally, I cherish that time a lot. So to have somebody else tell us that that's how they felt. Yeah. Our best conversations are in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, it was awesome to hear. And then another one was our neighbors across the street. Um, they all listened on their TV together. So I thought that was awesome. That is so cool. Um, 
Of course, there's a million of them, you have to understand. The neighbors will know who they are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that really, really made my day when I woke up to that Snapchat. So thank you. That's great. Um, Yeah. So what's in your cup today? In my cup is a glass of red wine. I what kind it's, of red I think wine? it's a Cabernet, 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 Cabernet Sauvignon, which oh, is not my fancy. favorite, but it was open. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, we have a whole wine cellar downstairs, so... Makeshift. Well, yeah. Um, so, who knows where this... My husband pulled this up from, so... But it's very good. Yeah, I have a Moscato. Um, I believe it's from California. I don't know. Once again, it was just open. Yeah. <laughs> Our dining room. So. Yeah. so, here's to episode number two, Bryn. Episode two. Here we go, clink... I don't know if you can hear that. Okay, Hopefully you, you can. <laughs> ting, ting. Um, We're still working on sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's intro into friendship. All right. So why we wanted to talk about friendship for our second episode. It's going to might be a long episode, people. I think so it might be. So there. buckle in. Yeah, buckle Strap in. in. You know, we've had a wide variety of experiences and... My old age and Bryn's young age, so um, we just <laughs> want to share some of that with you. And uh, Bryn, go ahead. What do you want? Yeah, so we kind of chose friendship to talk about for this episode just because that's honestly one of the biggest topics that, as a mother and daughter, we've talked about, and I go to her to talk about a lot. Um, just as because, I do you. yeah, exactly. It's a two-way street here, um, but we both kind of value our friendships a lot um we both put a lot of weight on our friendships so that's definitely something that we wanted to make known in our first couple episodes um and we just wanted to let you guys know that this is all opinions based Mm -hmm. on our own experience as always as always um and we will be using fake names if we do bring up any friends that we've we, mm-hmm. we want to talk about unless they've given us permission or or i personally know that they won't care so mm-hmm. you know um so the way we're going to kind of go into it is we're going to kind of lay it out as chronologically as possible so kind of go from childhood to adulthood um so yeah we're going to we'll end with some questions that people actually sent us which is great yeah which was awesome so thank you again for that yeah um so yeah let's jump in so i'm going to start um, with my my meanings of friendship, um, because I'm obviously I'm older and I think I've been through every array of friend there is out there. Um, so you know, friends come in all different categories to people. Um, I used to do that to my, with myself. I used to have a best friend, a friend friend, a friend, an acquaintance friend, an acquaintance, an enemy. You know, and as I've gotten older, um, I've literally thrown all of that out the window. Um, now I've pretty much narrowed it down to my best friend and friends. Um, and without, before I even get going on this, this goes without saying that my husband and my family are my ultimate best friends. Um, I'm not even going to mention them, you know, in this, we're just going to talk about friends outside of the family, um, as well as, and I want to add in, and Bryn mentioned her name before, Didi. Um, she's kind of our, my adopted big sister. We'd kind of, uh, she was my roommate when I was an adult, we, as a family, kind of consider her like an aunt. Um, yeah. So she's one of your godmothers, mm-hmm. um, and we're she's still part of our family as well as her daughter Marlene. So, Dee Dee, I'm not even going to mention your name because that goes without saying as well. So what I've done is I've I've categorized this into three different segments for me, and we'll talk each one. 
childhood friends, which also include, which I've lumped together my neighborhood, fr- my neighborhood friends, my middle school friends, and my high school friends. Um, then I will go, then we'll go on to my college friends and then grown up friends. And again, we'll do this in segments. But I want to start off with um, my childhood friends. Okay. So we all grew up in one town, not three like out here at North, North Middlesex. So we all pretty much knew each other. Um, I was lucky to grow up in, in a neighborhood, very much like the neighborhood that you are growing up right now in, Bryn. And, and our, we'll, we'll definitely kind of talk about those differences too. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the size of my town is pretty much the size of Pepperell mm-hmm. in Plainville. So um, I have great memories of my friends and neighbors. Um, I had friends from every socially economic background and race. Now, Plainville was very much like Pepperell, not a lot of diversity. Um, but we all, if whatever diversity there was and still is, we're st- I still love them very much and we're still very close to them, you know, and... And I'm going to mention one Dana, who is very much um, my a daughter to my family. Um, but in my generation, as compared to yours and now, um, we played outside all the time. We played kick the can until the evening. We rode our bikes all over the place. Um, we rode our bikes down this secluded dirt path, dirt path to our park, Norton Park. Um, we played baseball. We swam. We met with all our friends. Um, we were able to ride our bikes everywhere together across town um we didn't have the worries like you have these days about anybody hurting us really um i think the most worry i had was if my bike chain fell off (laughs) you know what was i gonna do um we didn't have cell phones back then so we we couldn't call for help so we had to rely on each other to help each other out Um, we were able to stay at our friends houses until all hours of the night and then we were able to walk home without if we didn't have our bike but again, we never left each other behind. Um, we played in the streets. We went into our neighbor's yards without any arguments. Um, of course, we were always respectful, but, you know, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our parents just called us all home by ringing a bell or yelling. <laughs> ringing a bell? Yeah. One of my neighbors had cowbell. So, <laughs> yeah. that's Yeah. And we came running home. Um, you know, there wasn't any grace period when we got our licenses so we were able to drive our friends immediately wow lucky you yeah (laughs) so we packed into our cars and we drove the res for those of you from Plainville who know what I'm talking about um or we sat at McDonald's or we went to dances and of course we met in the parking lot to pregame before (laughs) the dances and pregame for everything pretty much me knowing (laughs) me and my friends um you know and we did we did crazy things, innocent things, like we painted the score box at the high school field and we stole the giant cow statue from the local butcher. That was kind of an annual thing. Um, we we did, it seemed like an innocent time back then. I keep thinking back. Um, you know, we, we really didn't... You didn't have any, like, worries or cares. No, no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from my memory... You know, most of our arguments we had with my my neighborhood friends or my friends were, you know, who won the game, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, We didn't argue over boys or who dressed better or who had more or who had less. We resolved them. We had to resolve them by talking, whether it be face-to-face or on the phone. We had no choice. 
you know, there were no cell phones or social media back then. Nowadays, in your generation, talking or texting over social media is the way you resolve things. And to me, that's a cowardly way. That's my personal opinion. And I have adult friends who take that cowardly choice still. It amazes me. I'm a talker. I don't like we to... We know. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like to talk on the phone, per se. I will if I, I will if I have to, if it means resolving something or I haven't talked to somebody in a long time. Um, but... um. Yeah, we didn't have all that back then. It's funny, though, because I'm I'm the total opposite. I totally prefer to talk on the phone rather than texting, just because there's a lot that can be oh, yeah. lost in translation in text, mm-hmm. and which I think a is... Fight start. Yeah, but that's also, like, I think that isn't necessarily the norm in my generation, but it's what I personally prefer. Yeah, but on the other... On the flip side, thanks to social media, my friends... And I have been able to reconnect because of this, because of Facebook or mm. Instagram or whatever. So we've been able to, after all these years, see each other's families grow, um, mm. be supportive in good times and in bad times. Because again, a lot of our parents now are getting older, and things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can be there for one another, whether it be through the social media or attend something that we know is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had many friends that were boys um, because I played baseball with them. Mm -hmm. I've been asked a lot of times how they treated me. And I have to say I never once had a bad word said to me, and I was never bullied. Mm -hmm. They they always seemed to respect my ability to play and, and just to keep up with them. And, you know... I was able to give whatever crap they gave to me back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid. I've always, I always spoke my mind. I still speak my mind. Um, you know, and and if they said anything behind my back, I really have no, you know, no, you I don't, know I, I don't care, you know, yeah. it, that, that, whatever. Um, but at least, honestly, face-to-face, um, they were the greatest. And um, and I, I still think they're a great, great bunch of guys. And I thank them for... for helping me out not only as a girl but being my friend you know throughout that whole thing and um unfortunately it makes me sad to hear sad stories of boys and girls interactions in sports sometimes these days with not even in sports too yeah just in general Mm -hmm. um but we all got along especially through high school you know we all we were pretty close high school class we had our we had our mix of friends how many people were in your high school class 200 maybe okay so it was like similar to mine yeah um but we all we all knew each other or if not of each other Mm -hmm. you know and um we just all got along Mm -hmm. i'm sure there were fights don't get me wrong i'm sure people had arguments and things Mm -hmm. like that but my my great memories are just we all just seemed to i had so many different groups of friends too yeah, were you, know. you, was there, was it, like, very clicky or anything like that? It was very school? clicky. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was very clicky, and, I, and, I, and I'll admit you were... that. I was in the, I was in the, I was in probably one of the cliques. Mm-hmm. Um, not only as an athlete, but I was in the band, and <laughs> a lot of, actually, a lot of us were in the band. It was the thing to kind of do. We were all in the band. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, or in the chorus. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to say um. I'm, I'm hearing my brother and my sister in the back of my head. But <laughs> and um, 
the, <laughs> I did it again. And those were the things that you did. Okay. We all did them together. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't, like, categorize yourself as, like, a, a floater of the cliques. You, you... Did you, like, stay in your one clique, or did you kind of float between different ones? I would probably stay for the majority <clears throat> in the one clique. Okay. But it was... But we got along with everybody else. Okay. So it wasn't, like, super exclusive. No, whatever. no, no, no. Not like it was a not movie. like a mean girl. It wasn't a mean girls thing. Mm-hmm. There might have been mean girls. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't deal with them, mm-hmm. you know. And it'll be interesting with some of my friends who might respond to this podcast. I would love to hear your your comments about did I I probably missed a lot but yeah. for the most part my memory is we all just kind of just vibed yeah <laughs> yeah we all stood at the ramp at the high school and yeah we had the, what was called the ramp and okay. we stood there in between classes and everybody saw one another and you know there might have been the occasional fight now and then but mm. other than that you know I my memories of my childhood in all my grade levels mm-hmm. are, are really, really great. I have, I was very lucky, mm-hmm. very lucky. And to this day, I, I cherish many of those friends. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like when I think back to, like, my childhood, the way that I kind of thought about it when approaching this topic was to kind of – maybe it's because of my age. Like, I have a little bit more of, like, a memory of – or distinct memories of specific stages. So yeah, I'm getting older, so my memory is <laughs> fading. <laughs> well, not necessarily fading, but it's yeah. more like kind of recent, lumped together. Yours is, mm-hmm. mine is more like, and it may just be that I'm super analytical in that way. But yeah, you are too. Um, I lumped it together like childhood would be like elementary school into middle school, and then it was like high school and college were its own beast to conquer mm-hmm. <laughs> but again you were coming from three different towns mm-hmm. yeah so the way we that the way that i grew up in pepperell our neighborhood we have different common drives so like kind of like streets off of one street so when you were talked about like you could stay up or stay out until you know the the street lights come on or whatever mm-hmm. like we don't, I mean, we don't have street lights, sure. but, <laughs> but, like, we knew everyone in the neighborhood, so our neighborhood friends, like, those are the people that I really think about when I think about my childhood. It's, like, everybody in the neighborhood, we would go just down a couple houses, and I would ride my bike with the girls, and right. we would hang out with the other people across the street, and we would all just kind of hang out together, but it wasn't, like, I, it was different because it was... I remember I would have to call, you know, the girl's house and be like, right. hey, do you want to play or whatever? And then, you know, ride my bike over. And You always ask, per- that was a difference too, mm-hmm. now that you're talking. You guys always called and asked permission and we just kind of went. Yeah. It was always, yeah. Or it's like if you saw their door was open, it would be okay to, to kind of go over and knock on it. Yeah. My friends opened the cabinets and like ate out of our house. So. <laughs> yeah, see, now as we're, we're getting older, like I can walk into like, Madeline's house. I'll right. walk into her house and they don't care. <laughs> right, right. But um, when you're little or when you're younger, it was a little bit different because you definitely want to, you know, learn those manners or whatever. Sure. But um, I grew up, my specific age group was really different because we were kind of on the cusp of like, we still played outside as kids, but as we got into like 
you know, maybe like fourth, fifth grade is when like technology really started to boom and everybody just wanted to kind of like stay inside, play computer games, watch TV, stuff like that. Papa, come on. (laughs) Um, Sorry, but so I had a friend who would come over every day after school um, because she was an only child. And it was in middle school, and she, I remember, she was a year older than I was, and she always wanted to play outside when we got home from school, and she was super imaginative and wanting to play, like, wizards and whatever else, like, I don't, I can't think of exactly what, but I remember in those moments, like, thinking that, like, I'm not as imaginative as she is, and I'm, like, losing my imagination, but, and or it was, it was that, in hindsight, but then in the moment, it was, I just want to go and watch America's Next Top Model or That 70s Show or whatever yeah. it was. But, yeah. It's it's interesting to think back on it. Um, and I was also, especially moving into middle school, having that definition of, like, or categorization of, like, who is your friend and what role do they play. Middle school could be kind of cruel, too. (coughs) Yeah, excuse me. The whole different beast. Right. But, like, I had a core group of four girls, including myself, in middle school especially. And I remember one of those girls, I was like, she's my best friend. And if anybody else, like, says that she's her best friend, they're wrong. Or, like, (laughs) I would start to feel insecure about our friendship because that's that's my best friend like it was that kind of feeling do you know what I mean um and I almost didn't feel like whole if I didn't have a best friend like if somebody else or she wanted to like hang out with somebody else more than she wanted to hang out with me I started to feel insecure about it and I was like I'm no one if I don't have a best friend which is interesting Yeah. yeah it's very interesting um so in that aspect I definitely put a lot of weight on my friendships especially at a young age. And, I mean, coming for myself, like, my biggest fear in life is to be seen as a bad friend. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I the, definitely... The apple doesn't fall far from a cart, so... <laughs> yeah, so I definitely, like, put a lot of weight, even now, on friendships, but I'm learning to kind of not, but it's... And this was a big reason why we hard. wanted to do yeah. this topic, because we're so similar in that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm also noticing, this is just out of my own brain but i'm noticing i'm doing this thing where i do it and when i'm public speaking where i breathe in and don't let it out as i'm talking yeah, you need to breathe friend sorry you need to breathe. i'm a little nervous about this topic because i do have insecurities about my own friendships like not like current friendships like i feel very secure in those but as myself as a friend because it is my biggest fear and you're young so yeah I think that's why I'm not breathing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn. You'll yeah. learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then as I kind of moved into high school, that's when life got a little crazy for me. Um, so let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So for me, high school especially was a big topic when thinking about friendships, um, I had went through a lot of, like, changes and struggles when it came to friendships in high school. When I think back to, like, freshman year me, I always say, thinking about freshman year of high school me, I hate that girl. (laughs) I was just very, 
controlling of not only myself, but of my friends. Like, I was very, like, anti-drinking and whatever. Like, I was like, oh, that's so not right. Like, I can't believe people would want to do that. Um, and of course, like, you're in high school. Like, my friends wanted to try that out. Like, and it's normal to do, but I was so against it. And I was like... Did you feel the peer pressure? No, I personally didn't, but... I mean, my friends, like, they wanted to do it, and I'd, I was very, like, I'm not doing, excuse me, I'm not doing that, but if my friends did it, it was like, oh my god, I cannot believe you would do that, and, like, mm. I would put, like, pressure onto them and make, almost make them feel guilty, which, like, in hindsight makes me feel, like, horrible, because I'm like, why did I put so much pressure on my own friends to do what they wanted to do? Like, that's their choice, but, like, in my brain, like, at the time, I don't know why I was so against it. Like, it was just, like, that last bit of, like, control, which is super strange to think about. But mm-hmm. um, I did keep my core group of friends, but I also, like, had a lot of different friends. Like, I was definitely kind of, like, a yeah. floater in high school. Did you... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Did you have clicks? Um, I was just trying to think about that. I feel like probably, but they weren't super apparent. Like, there were definitely, like, popular kids and kids who played sports and whatever. And they would all hang out together. But, like, I mean, I would still talk to them. Like, I wouldn't necessarily call us friends, but, like, we were friendly. Um, So it wasn't super closed off, I guess. Yeah, because, like, we had, like, you had the the jocks and the, the artsy people and the... Burnouts. I guess guess in that aspect, yeah, we did. So so those are still predominant in high school. I guess so, thinking back on it. But I didn't notice it at the time, or even now, just because I was kind of like, I don't really care, and I would talk to whoever. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, If I had to categorize myself into one click, I was probably more into, like, the artsy, like... Mm -hmm people i don't know but i had friends like my core group of friends we were all in different like cliques you could say okay um so i would definitely hang out with like certain people and whatever but i floated around and i would talk to whoever um and throughout high school i i kind of became friends with people i really never thought i would like people that i you know burned bridges with in middle school i became friends with again in high school and it was very interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and then for me, senior year was kind of the biggest change and struggle that I had in friendships. And still talking about it, it does make me nervous because, <laughs> like, Did I, you and I kind of had a very similar mm-hmm. group in high school. Or senior, go ahead. Yeah, so I had my core group of four friends, and towards the second semester I guess of senior years when I became friends with an old friend and one of them of the four girls this is hard without names but I don't want to add names at all um just out of privacy but um one of my friends we kind of just started going off into different paths and I personally wasn't a fan of like how she was choosing to live her life um so you know I confronted her about it and she was my best best friend and then it kind of just broke off we had like a friendship breakup and that was extremely extremely hard on me 
even now, um, thinking about it, because she had been my friend for since middle school, into high school, and I never thought we would ever stop being friends, and then it just kind of broke up, and it's, it's definitely hard. We've, we started talking again as we've grown up, which has been nice, um, but it was very difficult. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Um, yeah, but I'll leave it pretty vague, just because... That's, yeah, we don't, want to, get we don't want to get into any details or anything like that because it's hard for everybody to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, my situation in high school is, is somewhat similar. With I also had a core group of, you know, there was four, four, one, two, three, four of us, four, five of us. Um, and, man, we were, we were thick as thieves. I mean, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we graduated and... One of them who, one of them just disappeared. Like, yes, gone, also, gone. Like, to this day, I have not spoken one word with her mm-hmm. since probably the day after graduation. And that was exactly the same thing that had happened to me. And, and it still amazes me. And I still have no idea you know, why same. that happened. And, I mean, in hindsight, it's funny. That, I mean, I'll get into this about things that I have done wrong in friendships, but sure. it it's amazing to me that she just kind of up and left yeah. and didn't say anything. There's no closure. Yeah. I, I feel like still to this day, after 30-some-odd years, um, there's no closure. And and there's still one other one I, I have talked to somewhat over the years. And then there's my childhood, and she was actually my childhood best friend, um, we've reconnected over the, the few years. She's a minister out in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, she, I feel bad because we lost touch. She went through a very difficult time in her life, and I wasn't there, and I feel bad. Mm-hmm. We lost touch. But, again, thanks to social media, we've been we've reconnected, mm-hmm. and, and I just adore her. And she's helped me through some, some tough things recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really does show how, like, friendships really ebb and flow yeah whether like even in the moment you're thinking like i will never not be friends with these people and then one day it can just like yeah end or whatever and you think it's the end of the world mm-hmm. i remember that's a horrible feeling mm-hmm. it's a horrible feeling yep to think it's the end of the world i'm never gonna make another friend again mm-hmm. but um again lines of communication and we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. are, are key and and people can be cruel yeah. Especially at a young age. They could be cruel. But then, kind of moving into college, it's funny how both of us, we have a lot of There's, parallels. Yeah, yeah. But college is where I made some of my absolute best friends that I'm, I mean, I, and I I will like to, like, I am fresh out of college. They're awesome. so Yeah, like fresh. <laughs> like fresh. Really like fresh. I graduated in May. Yeah. Um, But... Not only did I make the best friends in college, like, there, but I also strengthened some of my friendships of, at home with my dance friends. Mm. And both of those two groups, my college friends and my dance friends, are my, always my go-to people. So, yeah. and be, it's funny that, like, being so far away, you really find, I went to college in North Carolina, you really figure out who stays and who goes and like who wants to be in your life and who doesn't um or who you want in your life and who you don't want everybody Um, goes in so many different directions mm -hmm. after graduation too right um and i would say both of those groups of people my college friends and my dance friends know me in ways that like my 
other friends and family even would never know me. Um, and one of my friends, one of my dance friends actually said, like, one of the best things the other day, um, that I, she said, we accept the weirdest parts of each other and that's beautiful. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta add that in. No, that was, um, one of my dance friends. Um, shout out Megan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those two groups of people, I definitely feel that way. Um, like they know every like detail about me. And I have to say, as as a mom, and I can speak for your father too. When you went off to college to find those friends that you've made, mm-hmm. were was so relieving. It was. Just... I'll shout them out: Meredith, Cameron, Kira, Robbie, yeah. Megan, Madeline, Laurel, Casey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love you. Yeah. yeah, I love you too. You know, you, you took care of my girl, and I appreciate that as a parent and a friend. And I love their parents too. Love yeah. all their parents. <laughs> every single one of them. Yeah. Everyone's awesome. We all became friends. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to talk about my college friends? Yes, now? please. All right. So my college friends, and and I see this as and as having each other's in college, you have each other's backs more, and you're helping each other come into adulthood. You know, you're leaving high school as a kid after all these childhood friends. Now you've got all these new friends, and you're all kind of in the same boat. And I was lucky enough in college to have two great groups of friends. Um, it was all, the first time, you know, we were all away f- living away from home, and um, every, every emotion was out there. And I always said, if you, can get the fir- if you can get through the first semester of college, it's a breeze the next four years, because you go, just go through every emotion. And, and my very best friend to this day um, was my college roommate, Stephanie, who I mentioned in the last podcast, who dealt with every aspect of me. <laughs> Not only then, but even now. Yeah. You know, so in terms of having each other's backs, you know, you would go out and whether to be to a bar or a party, we always made sure nobody was left behind. Mm-hmm. You were always safe. You were not picked up by any weirdo, <laughs> you know, um, and that you were just somebody was always with you mm-hmm. no matter what. And that's the way it always was. And and then and. And then I had my college softball team, which was a whole other d- dynamic. You know, you have this team-oriented and support. You have to be team-oriented and supportive on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. So when you play a college sport, um, you spend a lot of time together. And it can be very stressful and competitive. Mm-hmm. And you need to work through all those things or your team suffers. So we went through a lot as a team as well for all four years. There was always something every season with people that we all had to kind of come together and and deal with. Um, And we also had so much fun together, both groups. And we still do to this day to that core group of friends that I have, not only from my team, but my college dorm. And that's where most of my friends, my my best friend Stephanie and my other friends came from was my college dorm. Mm -hmm. It was on our floor. And we stayed stayed together in the dorm for three years. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up moving off campus. Stephanie and myself, um, our senior year. The other ones were a year older than us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had, you know, again, college, you're growing. You know, childhood is your foundation. College, you're becoming, in, you're, you're experiencing so many different things. Yeah. Kind of all, sometimes all at once. Yeah. 
and I was just blessed to have those. And I'll shout my friends out. You know, you got Stephanie, and we all have nicknames. <laughs> so, uh, so, quick funny story is my freshman year to get to know one another. Our RA got us in in the hall, and we had to come up with an adjective to describe with our adjective to describe us that began with the first letter of our name. Okay. Now. I'm from Connecticut, so I kind of have an accent, according to them. Yeah. Well, they are from Massachusetts, so they really had an accent. <laughs> I said jolly, Janice. Oh. They thought I said jelly. Oh. So 30-some-odd years later, I'm still jelly. Yeah. Steph is still Steph. She never had a nickname. <laughs> um, Kook. Mm-hmm. Who's Karen? Um, Andrea. Uh, we lost our friend Karen um, years ago. Um, Beth. And um, I still adore them. I love them to death. And they're, they'll always be part of my life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Even you, Stephanie. <laughs> Even you, Stephanie. Funny stories about Stephanie, which I can go on and on, but <laughs> I won't. Yeah. So. But that's my co- those are my college. You know, it's the foundation of who I became as an adult. And they helped me. So the next phase I will go into are, are adult friends, or my adult friends. next tier, um, my last tier, is about adult friends. And I say that because most are after I graduated and got a job and we got married and then moved to Pepperell and have kid, had kids. And I've been, I want to start by saying I am so lucky to have the foundation of friends that I have. Um, I have my neighborhood friends who we call ourselves the Bibs, which means babes and the burbs. Um, we've raised our children together. Um, we visit each other in the hospital when we had babies. Um, we support each other um, when they all went to preschool, kindergarten, college, and now they're, you know, getting married and having babies. Ugh, oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, and now we're at a part in our lives where we're supporting each other through um, parents passing away or getting, or getting ill. Um, I also have another group called My Sister Friends, which are five of us. And we do our little mini vacations together, sometimes with the guys, sometimes with just the girls. And uh, we group chat all the time. And they've been extremely supportive. All the time. All the time. (laughs) All hours of the morning and night. Um, I have my golf friends, my golf girlfriends, my soul-searching friends, Melissa and Linda, who really helped me grow as a person through a very difficult time in my life. and um, and I, and I had my old friends when I worked at Hanscom, you know Dana, Ken, who we travel with, um, their 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 children, um, but starting probably in college is when I really came to a head as an adult is that I I used to worry about everything and I used to worry about like you said being liked. Mm-hmm. I needed to be liked. I I needed to be helpful, and I think that's where my dad comes from. My dad is exactly the same way. Yeah, still to this day. To this day. and Who um, called earlier in yeah, this episode. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I still, and I was sometimes too much of a friend to a fault. And Stephanie can attest to that because it drove her crazy in college. Because, again, I just, I worried about everything. Mm-hmm. I just worried about everything. And, but as I've gotten older, and you'll learn this, um, I've learned that if you 
if you choose not to like me or you you don't want to be my friend, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been through it all. It, it does not eat at me anymore. It did up until a couple of years ago, honestly, and that really changed me. Um, I've got plenty of people who I know truly love me and who will be there no matter what. A um, couple of things that I've learned through hard times, which made me a better person. A um, couple of examples is, you know, I have one person who's currently mad at me um, because I happened to cancel a lunch date or breakfast date or whatever it was, can't remember now, right the week of Christmas because my daughter had come, Bryn had come home from the office and COVID was going around her office and I wanted to see my parents and family at Christmas and so I canceled and and she's not talking to me now. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I wanted to keep everybody safe. So just go figure. I, I don't understand sometimes. And again, that's where I'm like, you know what? Okay, deal with that. Um, but like Brent said earlier, I also have learned to take responsibility for screwing up a friendship. I take responsibility. There was a time I definitely, again, was too much of a friend. I always wanted to help, and, and, I, may, and I did push too hard. I'll admit that. Um, I won't take all the responsibility because I do try to be a good person, um, and I don't deserve to be brutally texted to. Let's put it that way. Um, and especially not being given the option to explain things that were said secondhand. So, um, but again, it made me a better person. Um, I thank her if she's listening, because de- you know definitely made me change for the for the better. Um, did I lose trust again in people? Yes, but that's okay. Um, I have my husband and my family and my my very best friends for that. So. You know, again, there's so many friends I can thank. You all know who you are. I'd love to name every single one of you, but Mm -hmm. that would take too long. You know who you are, and um, I appreciate every single one of you to this day. So that's my grown-up adult story. All right, so... Now that we've kind of gone through all of the different stages. The highs and lows. Yeah, the highs and lows. You know what, again, we're keeping it real. Yeah. Um, Like I said before, this is definitely a difficult episode for me, personally, just because, you know, I I put so much weight on this, so I just wanted to go out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, so now we're going to jump into some questions or just situations that people have sent us that they kind of want to hear us talk about um so take it away all right so this is from i'll just call her jay she don't know who she is (laughs) um her question is how do you maintain friendships when your life experience tend to diverge i.e when your friends start having babies and that's your own distant future does the dynamic of your friendship naturally change or is it possible to combat that discomfort so so yeah um unfortunately yes they do change yeah i think it is just natural that it's gonna change and when and this is gonna be brutally honest when someone ends up having a spouse 
or a partner and then has kids, the the dynamic definitely drastically changes. Mm -hmm. There's just no way around it. Their priorities change, and I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not all about you anymore. You know, I, mean, I don't mean to say that meanly, no, Jay. It's you know, true. You um, and that's just keep that's just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the best way that I can relate to it, um, one of my friends had gotten into. She, she was like my go-to person, still is. Um, and she gotten into a relationship, and at the time when she first started getting into this relationship, I took a huge hit from it just because I wasn't that go-to person anymore um you have to keep those lines of communication open with that friend of yours so you, they know how you're feeling and you can find a common compromise a way that you can still feel appreciated as a friend and you can also still respect their current life mm-hmm. and obviously i don't have any friends that are married or have kids or anything like that but that was the best way that i could relate to it um y- overall you just have to keep those lines of communication open because otherwise they won't know how you feel right and then that can take a huge hit to your friendship yeah because they're i'm sure they're having a hard time too i'm sure they miss you as well um it's a huge change for them too absolutely absolutely and i was on the other end of it where i was the one that got married and i was the one that had kids and that was hard on on my best friend and you know it's the life that she wanted everybody wanted you know Mm. and you know, she was still very much a part of our family. I'm sure it was very different. Um, but I think the hardest time was when she ended up adopting a child, moved out of town, and my kids were still young. And I just, I couldn't be there. I just couldn't be there. I couldn't just up and leave. And that put a, a hard stop on our friendship for a while. Mm-hmm. And now we're back together, thank God. And, yeah, and I um, still absolutely love my friend and even her partner to the end of the earth love them yeah you know and it's coming from an adult version of things changing and friends you know friendships um now i'm kind of the older one and i'm meeting and i have more time on my hands my Mm -hmm. kids are grown I, i don't have you know those strict responsibilities at home um, I'm meeting younger people, such as my, say, my assistant coaches, who um, one is single, so she gets to travel the world at, and ha- see everything, which is great. But at the same time, she'll say, I'm still single, you know. Right. And then there's my other one who um, has smaller kids, you know, and she, she wasn't sure if she could commit to the job. But I want to make those exceptions because she's a great coach, she's a great person, she's just a blast to be around. And I have to make those changes as a friend and as a coach for the team because I want to stay friends with her. I want her part of the team. So mm-hmm. if she can't be there the whole time, I need to make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of... It's a two-way street. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the same thing, but I'm talking about my adult version of it. You know, right. I'm, the, I'm the older one with the time. They, they don't. Sometimes it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? That's life. And everybody has their priorities that they have to stick to. Right. And, yeah, like, I have – I'm the oldest of one of my closest friend groups. Like, I just graduated college. They're still in college. So we're still trying to figure out, like, 
how to find the best time to hang out with each other when we are all together. Like, how do we kind of compromise that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Biggest thing to just overall answer that question, keep those lines of communication open. Let them know your thoughts and feelings and just find that common ground. Yeah. And, you know, our saying is everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So if they're meant to be your friend, they'll be your friend. Right. You know. Um, And the last thing, something you might want to think about is would you rather have them not around sometimes Mm -hmm. or never have them? Right. So I think that's a, a line that, you need to figure out too yep. but yeah it, it changes for sure mm-hmm. um so that's the answer hopefully we helped yeah on that question hopefully <laughs> yep um the next question is from um a couple of our neighbors and the dilemma that is going on is um she's going through let's see uh, there's a dilemma for girls about what to do when not everyone can be included in a trip or an outing without hurting the feelings of those not invited. Well, yeah, um, that's a tough one mm-hmm. because I know that this girl is is still young and in college, matter of fact. And I'm going to take it from an adult version, where, for example, I'm lucky enough to have a house in New Hampshire. I can't have everybody there. You know, I don't see anything wrong with. I want to say picking. You're not really picking and choosing. Um, if you can't have everybody there, those that can go, great. If you're not asked, then obviously maybe the lines of communication are not open with your with your friends, not everyone. Um, I personally don't think everyone needs to be invited. But as an adult, that's the way I'm looking at it. As a as a as a a girl going through this. Um, feelings are going to get hurt and you know there's got to be a reason why those were not invited mm-hmm. um, it could be a lack of room in mm-hmm. the place could be um, they couldn't afford it mm-hmm. you're trying to spare them um, I think that's a, a discussion that those girls have to have yeah you know and again they're becoming adults so this is something that they need to discuss and um, that's a tough one. That, yeah. that really, really is a tough one because there's so many different. There's a lot of different details that can go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I wouldn't ever take it personally, or at least try not to. Um, obviously, the biggest thing is to just keep those communication lines open. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's like a huge overall theme generally when it comes to friendships. But in this particular situation, I guess, just kind of let them know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just really talk about it and Mm. see where everybody's coming from. And maybe you can make exceptions. Maybe they can go. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so not the probably the best advice. Sorry. But, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Mm. Um, And the last question um, is um, from my sent from my friend is uh, my best friend's friends uh, this is from she's speaking in terms of her her daughter Mm -hmm. her young daughter Um, this is a middle school situation her friends are changing in a way that is not okay Mm -hmm. and she's afraid that she's going to lose them Mm -hmm. example they say mean they say mean things to a friend like your shirt is ugly 
no one cares what you have to say. Um, I look better than you, you know, than than just acting like it's a big joke, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what did, what does she do? To me, hearing those comments just as an outsider, those are not good friends. But looking back into a middle schooler, um, if they are trying to play it off like it's a joke, it could be one of two things. One, they're being mean, (laughs) point blank. Mm -hmm. Um, They're projecting their own insecurity on you, which is never okay. Or two, they don't know the difference between sarcasm and mean comments, um, which there's a big line there. And at that age, you do not know what sarcasm is. Right. Um, I, I make that mistake as an adult. Right. You know, I'll still still call somebody, you're, you know, you're a goof or something like mm-hmm. that or you're a jerk or, but they know me and they know right. the sarcasm, I hope. Right. So. Um, but as a middle schooler, you definitely don't know those lines at that age. Like, I think back to things that I had said to friends, even in like early high school. And I think back and I realized the damage that those comments had made on those people and... It hurts me that I even that that even came out of my mouth because I thought it was funny. Um, it wasn't. So it's just like if you have to kind of step outside of yourself and look at those friendships. And if you ever saw somebody else say those things to someone else, if that hurts your own feelings, seeing it as an outsider, then that's not OK. Yeah. So like if you wouldn't find it funny as an as a bystander then it's not okay to be said to you mm-hmm. another one is um ignoring a friend when they don't want to do what you want to do they just ignore you again is that a friend no that's not really a friend wait so they say that again <laughs> so, so they, they just they're these people ignore somebody when they don't want to do what that person wants to do so they just kind of diss them i guess Oh, yeah. No. That's a mean girls thing. Yeah. If they're just kind of like brushing you off, then they're not even acknowledging that you're there or acknowledging what you have to say, then yeah, that's definitely really mean girl. And that's not okay. Yeah. Um, another one is, um, you know, when her daughter tries to stick up for herself, the friend ignores her and tells her that she's too sensitive. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> The amount of times that I've been told I'm too oh, sensitive. Me too. Um, or dramatic or whatever. Um, you're not. Any feeling that you're feeling is... It's a genuine feeling. Is valid um, because it's coming from your own soul, emotion, whatever. The cat is trying to get in the oh, door. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw the door crack <laughs> and then the head poke out. Sorry. That was really distracting. <laughs> um, no. What were we talking about? Oh, um, she's too sensitive. Oh, supposedly. yeah. No. Um, one of my best friends in college, actually, really brought this to my own brain. Um, and I've kept it with me since I've met her. Um, she always told me that your feelings are valid um, and you have to feel them in order to get through it, um, which is something that I never did. I always was the type of person to shut off my feelings immediately. 
And if this friend is making you do that, then they're not a good friend. A friend is somebody who is supposed to sit there with you in those feelings, whatever they are, under listen to what you have to say, really listen to it, compute it, and then help you if that's what you want. Um, if they're just immediately shutting you down and saying, oh, you're too emotional or, like, you're being too sensitive, then they're not really listening to you and understanding where you're coming from, and that's not okay. Is that their own insecurities? Um... I don't know what that is, but I think it's just, it could be the way that they handle their own emotion, Yeah, and that's something that they'll have to kind of learn to grow, not grow out of, but learn to not do anymore, just because that's not healthy. You know, and kids are coming from different families, too. Mm-hmm. Different backgrounds. Yeah. So, I don't know the history of this other, this other person. Right. Um... It could be a tough family background, mm-hmm. um, and this is the only way they've been taught to deal with things, and it's a defense mechanism for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent, you know, we always try to teach our kids to um, defend themselves, mm-hmm. be strong in who you are, and talk to us. Keep the lines of communication open between mother and daughter or mother and son and father. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be times when, yeah, we always want our children to solve the problem themselves mm-hmm. but if you see that your your child is getting um, emotionally distressed or starting to act out in different ways then I have I have no problem saying you as a parent need to step in mm-hmm. you know you you can talk to the to the parents you can talk to the kid um, you know your your first job is to make sure your kids okay mm-hmm you know, they'll grow. They're going to learn from this experience, and they're going to become a much better person than this other person. Yeah. I also think, just coming from the child's perspective, I guess you could say, mm. like, growing up, having you be close to my own friends was a big help when it came to, like, me having problems or me trying to work through things with them because you knew who they were, so it was easy for me to kind of step out of my own friendship, hear it from another point of view, and then kind of work on it from there. Because not only were you coming from a mother's point of view and a mother's standpoint, um, looking out for my own best interest, but you were also understanding where the other person was coming from. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that definitely helps. Um, so if you can understand the other person, like the friend, then that'll help your daughter too. Yeah. And, it, you know, the last one is... Um when a friend gives an apology, she expects one back. Yeah, that's not how apologies yeah, work. Yeah, that's not how apologies work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it takes a lot of, of of guts to apologize. Yeah. You know, um, you do not deserve one back. And I just want to say, I know this, this girl who, this mom and this girl, and this girl is going to be, is going to flourish. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a great kid. Um She's got a great sense of humor, talented, smart, and trust me, she's going to be okay because mm-hmm. she's got parent, great parents and great friends and great family friends. So it's worrisome now as a parent. Trust me, I know. Um, you never want to see your child hurt, mm-hmm. um, but she'll get through it. Yeah, it's just something that happens. Um, yeah. and they, It's a growing experience. Yeah, exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Um, you take the good and the bad and you learn from it and you, you take it and, and go. 
Yeah. You know, but that that's the questions. They were really great questions and they're hard. And I hope that we were able to help a little bit. Do you have any other questions from any friends or anything? Um, not really. Off? Um, I don't think so. We think we touched on all of them. Yeah. Um, Nothing from your friends or anything that was good? No, we kind of all touched on it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that kind of wraps it all up. Yeah. Um, overall, keep, excuse me, lines of communication open with any friends you have. Um, and it, with your parents, too. Yeah, yeah. So again, we want to thank you for listening. Yes, you know? thank you very much. And uh, this, I don't know how long this is, but hopefully, again, we didn't bore you to death. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we were able to answer some of your questions and give you some good insight on things and background of where our friends came from and, again, who we are. Yes. And, um, yeah. We will be posting every other Other Monday. Um, We didn't make that clear in the last episode, so that's why we're posting two weeks in a row. Um, But we want to make this clear. We're posting every other Monday. Um, So we'll be back on, I believe it's the 31st. I have to look. Um... Let me pull up a calendar quick, but I believe it is the 31st is the next time we're going to oh, my phone's off. post. <laughs> um, today, yes, the 31st is the next time we're posting because this is going up on the 17th. All right. Um, so, yeah, every other Monday, come back, chat with us. Yes. Um, we'll have a more fun episode next week yeah. <laughs> or and next... we're just starting to get rolling we're gonna have guests on yeah um we're trying to get you know there's still a lot of illness and stuff going on out there we're, so trying, we're just trying to, get to through it all yeah, lay low for a little bit yeah. but as soon as things kind of lighten up a little we'll bit some good guests lined up we'll have some good guests um but because the first two episodes were a little well especially this one was a little bit more serious, serious which is not us yeah. um i think we should do something We'll be back on the 31st. Thank you all. Bye. Bye.